Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 70. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Before we head into our really interesting interview with Lauren and Lizzie from Eerie and Enchanting Design, we have a special announcement. So we teamed up with our friends over at Monoreal Radio, and we did an episode for International Puppy Day, which is this upcoming Saturday, March 23rd. So we'll be dropping an episode there with our top five Disney dogs. Yeah, I have to say this collaboration was a lot of fun for us because we kind of did it, I don't want to say like a draft because I don't think it was like a draft style, but we were able to rank our top five Disney dogs and kind of talk about it and explain why we chose them. So you should definitely tune in to see what our picks were. Yep, you can find it here at Detour to Neverland and also over at Jackie and Sean's channel, uh, Monorail Radio. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview so Lauren and Lizzie, of course, joining us from Eerie and Enchanting Design. You can find them on all social media and Etsy by that same name. We'll put all the links to that in our show notes. First things first, Lauren and Lizzie, if you could introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about your shop for our listeners who aren't as familiar with you. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Lauren. And we run Eerie and Enchanting Design. We specialize in making one-of-a-kind Mickey slash mini ears but also make now Disney-themed accessories and jewelry. I love that. So we'll start with your Disney story. So if you each want to take a turn and kind of tell us, you know, how your Disney story has evolved throughout your life. Sure. So mine, I guess, started at least as early as I can remember. I was about almost three. Um, It was the first time I went to Disney and – it was during a parade and Snow White came over to me and like knelt down and started talking to me. And that stuck with me forever. Like when I was in school and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I wanted to be Snow White. Um, If I was throwing a tantrum, like my mom would be like, she would talk to me about Snow White and calm me down. Like that was just like it for me. So then, you know, as I got older, I saw the other movies and I just loved it. And you know, all throughout even my adult life. And then now, um, as an adult, I can go to Disney when I can afford it, which is fantastic. Um, so that's kind of where mine went. Um, for me, unlike Lizzie, I actually didn't go to Disney very much when I was little. I think the first time that I went to Disney, I was in second grade and I'm the youngest of five siblings. So that's probably why. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like always just wanted to be a real life Disney princess and I've always loved all the movies and all the songs. And then, um, the last time that I had been there prior to a couple of years ago was that when I was in second grade. And then when I went back as an adult about three years ago, I just completely fell in love with it. The whole feeling of magic. I went with um, my mom and Lizzie and it was just, I was in awe. I think I cried the first time I walked down the street. Um, And so now it's just become something, especially with our shop that we just love in our everyday life. 
And I love that. I definitely think I can relate to that growing up and wanting to be a princess. Um, I feel like most people who grow up with Disney have got to think that at some point in their life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least once. Definitely. And Lizzie, is it safe to say that Snow White is still your favorite princess or do you have a new favorite princess now? No, no. Sadly, I, I had to she had to kind of drop down the list. My favorite is Merida. Ooh, oh, that's a good pick. I like that pick. <laughs> yeah. Something a little different. Yeah, she's my spirit princess. <laughs> what do you like about Merida? I love how independent she was. And she just, you know, it's that whole deciding her own fate and didn't let anybody else tell her how she was going to live her life. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we jump into the details about the shop, which I know everybody is so interested in hearing about, since you guys are best friends... I think it would be interesting to hear how did you become best friends? We had just this shared interests over I mean, first it was Harry Potter and we just kind of like everything else just sort of clicked. I mean, we love Marvel and Disney and comics and video games. Pretty much everything. Like everything. We're just like, like, we like everything. We're we've, pretty much attached to the I mean, hip. we've been best friends for like 10 years. Yeah, and we met about. through like a mutual friend in college. Like neither one of us really talked to that friend anymore. No. But we <laughs> but, like, like, we became best friends out of it. So yeah, it so good. it all worked out. Yeah. That's a good. And we're, and we're roommates now. Yeah. So like we're just, we literally are constantly doing everything together so it kind of works out well when you have a shop yeah yeah i was gonna say that would definitely work out (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so take us to that origin story of eerie and enchanting design kind of how did it come to be what conversations took place in order to get the shop off the ground so it had been something that i lauren had talked about doing forever like I've always wanted an Etsy shop but had no talent of any kind and no kind of outlet for that creativity so when we were preparing for the Disney trip that we took a couple years ago with my mom um one of the things I definitely wanted was Mickey Mickey ears because everybody has them in the park it's such a staple But um, I especially, and I think Lizzie is too, we're both like really picky. Um, So we would just find these outfits and be like, man, like I wish I had a pair of ears that would just go perfectly with it. Uh, So flash forward a couple years later, this past fall, um, we went on a girl's trip with the two of us and then another one of our good friends. And we had gotten past our dining reservation day. We had gotten past our fast pass day. And we were so excited about this upcoming trip that we just wanted to do something to kind of like rein in that magic feeling a little bit. So we had like a crafting quote unquote session and we made ears and we kind of had no idea what we were doing, but we just winged it. And when we were done, we were like, oh man, like these are good. Like I would buy these. And then we would show some of our friends and, and they loved them too. So then we just started making them for our trip and we were like, let, 
let's like sell these. We could do this. Let's make a shop and then we could do this all the time. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. Yeah. So something that I'm also super interested in is how did you pick your name, Eerie and Enchanting? It was kind of trial and error. Like we look, we came up with a few other ideas and then those names were already taken. <laughs> um, and so we kind of just went off of like Lauren's very much into the whole like enchanting princess, like kind of magical thing. And I like some of the more like the villains and the dark. So like, I wouldn't say like I'm eerie and she's enchanting, but that kind of made it fit like the theme of like what we were kind of doing at the time and we've literally had like some of my co-workers like I've said oh you're the enchanting part of your enchanting so they kind of know but basically we wanted something that would not discriminate to any facet of Disney so like we wanted something that would cover the villains and we wanted something that would cover the princesses or really any character. Even the rides, like the ear, yeah. like the haunt. We've made haunted mansion themed ears and we've made like castle color themed ears. So like, you know, we just kind of wanted to encompass everything. Well, I was definitely going to say, you know, in looking through your Instagram and your Etsy store and a lot of the ears that you've made, you definitely have a wide range of ears. And I did really like looking at, you know, the villain ears because I think sometimes they do get left out. So I did appreciate that you included them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We love the villains. Especially now that, like, Halloween in Disney. I was never a Halloween person until we've fully jumped into Disney. And now it's like September 1st, I'm in Halloween mode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Same. Like 100% same. We love the Halloween party. We try to go at least twice on a trip if we can manage it. Oh, yes. It's one of our favorites as well. For sure. So we've kind of jumped around it, but I want to make it very clear for our listeners who have not checked out your work, kind of what kind of ears and accessories do you guys specialize in? What can they expect out of your shop? So we have definitely evolved since we opened. Um, We opened October 1st of of 2018, so a couple months ago. Um, And we started making standard, like, floral wire ears. That's kind of our thing, um, is floral wire. Um, And then, like, we did some trial and error. We had some kind of, like, happy accidents along the way. And one of the things that sets us apart from some other places is that our wire that we use is unbending. Like you can not bend it. And that was something that we always struggled with making ears before because they're pretty, but they're delicate. And so when you're traveling to the parks, like they can get bent. So we figured out a trade secret, kind of how to make them impossible to move or bend um and so that's something that we really pride ourselves on and then you know we would have people that would say oh i love your stuff i wish that um i could wear disney kind of in my everyday life so we started making earrings and then people that were like oh man i wish i had my ears pierced but i can't wear earrings that's kind of how it evolved into bracelets. And so it's just kind of been a snowball of creativity that 
really neither one of us had anticipated when we started the shop a few months ago. Yeah, and that's crazy. I mean, to look at your Etsy store now, and if anyone logs onto it and looks at it right now, you have been like wildly successful in this short amount of time. So that is so just impressive. And it's so interesting to see that, you know, within this short period of time that you've already like grown so much. I think that is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's completely mind blowing, but it is also honestly the most humbling and Mm. the best feeling ever. It's, it's so hard to explain it because even we had to tell ourselves we had a slow start. So we had to keep telling ourselves like, it's okay if we don't make sales, like we are doing this because it makes us feel closer to Disney and it's fun. Like we love this. Even if we, nobody buys this stuff, like we have this, like we made this. And then, um, with that in mind, it just kind of took off. Yeah. And I think, you know, in looking again, like at your social media and everything that you've been doing, Something that you do that I think is pretty unique um, are these material mock-ups. So, like, what does that process look like and what made you decide to want to do that, you know, in addition to just showing your, you know, completed product? Yeah, so like Lauren said earlier, we're both kind of picky. And so we don't ever want to put out something that we ourselves wouldn't love to. So it's very important to us that we work with our customers um, every step of the way. We want them to love it as much as we love making them. Um, So we, when we get an order, we always go for the colors that are kind of incorporated into whatever character or theme or ride or whatever it is that, that somebody wants. And we go and we pick out flowers um, that sort of go with it. And then we take, photos of the materials themselves and send them to the buyer to make sure that they are happy with it or if they want something darker or they want something that flows a little more like we just want them to love it as much as we do and then once we get the okay then we sit down and we put it together and after we finish um, we send them progress photos to make sure that they're happy with the end result And then if they give us the okay, then we say, then they're on their way to you. Wow. So talk about like customer service. So these are like custom designed ears. So if someone logs into your Etsy store and they want to buy some ears from you guys, do they just give you like a topic or a character or a ride? And then you guys just kind of go from there. In our shop, we have several designs that we have already based on characters so for example if somebody wants Rapunzel ears we have two different designs of Rapunzel ears that we can model them after so what they would most likely do is order a pair of those and then we can modify them from there but say you you want something that's totally off the wall like um Lion King ears uh we were just recently talking about doing Lion King ears Uh, with one of our repeat customers and so it's not listed it's not something that we've made before but it would just be a custom listing in the shop and from there it's basically every single step of the way like Lizzie said with us working with the customer what kind of materials do you want do you have a vision 
for this. Um, and then we just bring it to life. And um, one of the things that always surprises people is a lot of the times we don't even have a vision. Like we'll get an idea and then we'll have the materials and we'll get the approval for the material mock-up. But then we have no idea what we're doing and it just comes together as we are literally making them. And then we can tag team each other. If one of us cannot get past a creative block um, or we just go back to it later, but it, it's not always a clear vision when we start. Yeah. I think we can genuinely say that almost every single one is a partnership. Like we've both had our hands on them and doing something to them. And, and there's been a lot of times where we're like, Oh my God, I, there, we can't, I don't know how to do this. Like there's no, we can't do it. And every single time those have become some of our favorite years. I love that. I think that for anybody who's looking to get into the product space, there's so many lessons to be learned from you guys about, I think the number one, the thing that stands out to me is you're very intentional about everything that you're very conscious of the products that you're putting out there and developing those relationships with your customers to make sure that it's something that they're truly going to love, that once it gets in their hands, they're, they're just dying to put it on their head. So I, I love that. Um, and I think the other thing is that you've been very organic through the whole process of getting customer feedback and then going down earrings and bracelets and the different avenues that you've been down. It hasn't been any kind of forced relationship. It's been something that's organically unfolded. Um, and I think it's just a testament that, you know, if you have this business plan, you never know what doors might open once you get further down the road. Well, that is so, that is so <laughs> nice you. of you to say. Thank you so much. Um, it, it, I mean, honestly, in, in everything, not just the shop, but like, it means so much to both of us to, make other people happy and to to do something especially in this community that we told we get like we love disney and the people that are coming to the shop for whatever reason they do too and so we want to make sure that they feel that disney magic even if it's buying a bracelet from a store from somebody you've never met it can have the same effect as it would walking down main street. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, just, you know, all the effort and the time that you put into it definitely shows through. And then like Brendan said, um, you know, they're so excited to wear it. Um, so another question that we just love to ask, um, especially people who create products like you guys, um, have you ever seen a complete stranger wearing your ears in the park and what was that moment like and if you haven't what do you imagine that moment will be like <laughs> when it happens we haven't yet just because we are so we're still new and we haven't been back to the park since we opened our shop um but if we did i think we would probably like run up to them and probably hopefully not scare them but just be really excited like that would just be the most amazing feeling, especially if we saw them like from afar and they were like having a, such a great time or like getting their picture taken and just smiling really big. Like it just would feel so special to us. I feel like I would probably scare them because I would be so excited. <laughs> yeah, we'd probably cry and they'd probably freak out. But it would all be worth it. I, I would oh, yeah. 
that would be such a great reaction. And I imagine that would be such a great feeling um, for sure. So something that I don't think we've ever really talked about on the podcast, um, and I'm not sure why it's never come up before, but brand reps. What Can you explain kind of what, how you use brand reps and how valuable and essential that can be for you to spread the word for your shop and I know I'm throwing a lot on the table, but what kind of advice you have for someone who's creating products when they're seeking out people to become a representative for their brand? I could talk about our brand reps all day. We love them so much. Like I can't encompass how much we love the girls that have honestly become part of our family. Like we, we literally call them our eerie and enchanting fam squad. Um, there's not a day that goes by that we don't talk to all of them in some kind of medium, but they have been such a benefit to our shop, not just getting the word out about our products, because for me, I'm such like a kind of person that relies on the opinions of tried and true thing. So if you tell me something that you love, I'm most likely going to take your word for it. And then that's going to send me in the direction of where you got it. And all we have four brand reps and they are all over the country. Well, not all over the country, all over the world. We actually have um, our brand rep Lou is overseas, which is super cool. Um, but all of them have directed so much traffic to us. And it's because you can tell that they genuinely love our product. Like they, they're in it for the right reasons. They feel just as passionate about what we're making as we do. Um, we actually brainstorm a lot of ideas and bounce a lot of ideas off of them because we trust their opinion so much. But um, I mean, we just, we cannot say enough kind words about them because they all mean so much to us. I can't even imagine what this journey would be like without them. And we just got so incredibly fortunate and lucky to have found such amazing girls to help us. So what was that process like when you came to the decision that you wanted brand reps? How did you go about finding these brand reps? We did a search on our Instagram. We were nervous because, you know, it was new for us, but we did a search and we looked over um, our applicants and we, I don't know, it was just kind of magical. We just it, found the right people. Like it, you can just, sometimes you just come across people and there's just like an instant yeah. like click or vibe. And I feel like with every single one of them, that's what happened. Like mm -hmm. we, we had a lot of gr awesome, awesome people ap apply and we actually chose like an extra brand rep mm -hmm. uh, because it was so hard to narrow down the process, but it, it just clicked. And like, ever since it's, it's proven that, you know, we're such good friends with all of them and will be no matter what happens to the shop going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think that's somewhat of an area that's not talked about too much of that, because I think 
I mean, and you can see through it a lot of times when you'll see a store get brand reps and it's based on followers that there's a disconnect between the products that these reps are showing. But I know two of your brand reps from online on Instagram. And I can say that that you can tell that that relationship is there, that you guys are communicating back and forth and everybody's on the same page um, and everybody's representing everything exactly how you guys would want it to be. So I think you guys definitely mm-hmm. re- went about it the right way. Yeah, thank you. We really can't say enough good things about those girls. They're just awesome. But it is it is scary because you mm-hmm. you know you know we we've definitely seen you know fortunately not in our case but in the community like people that might not be in it for the right reasons. So what we would kind of advise for anybody that's thinking about it is do it. Like we could not say it enough, get brand reps, but make sure that you ask the right questions and you feel that kind of connection with them and don't just go, you know, for the numbers or, or anything like that. Don't be afraid to have conversations with them to get to know them, you know, a little bit more first to make sure that you click. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I yeah. think on the other end of that, that from your four brand reps, since you guys think so highly of them, if anybody's looking to get into that space and become a brand rep, there's definitely lessons to be learned on their end as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So perfect. So I thank you guys so much for telling us more about the shop. I think that's so valuable and interesting to our listeners. The next thing that we will jump into is our fast pass round. So we'll just throw out these Disney topics. If you guys can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay. So the first question is just name the Disney parks that you visited. Walt Disney World, um, all four. But that's it. That's it right now. (laughs) So out of those four parks, which is your favorite and why? Magic Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. It's just the feeling you get when you walk in, you just like, it's like your home. Mm -hmm. And it's the home of the most magical bathrooms, the Rapunzel bathrooms, (laughs) which are my favorite. So I feel like it's inevitable. Like eventually we're going to have to do like a favorite bathrooms episode. I know we're not a parks podcast, but we've got to do it. Well, I feel like everyone's would be the favorite, like the same though. I feel like there's some hidden ones that you can find out there. I can tell you the my least favorite bathrooms easily. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I can think of some least favorites too. Mm. Oh, yeah. I will avoid – well, we'll get <laughs> – <laughs> the ones in Morocco, I, will, I hate them. But anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Catherine's giving me eyeballs for me to move <laughs> oh, along. So next question <laughs> would be your Disney bucket list trip. Oh, we're oh, the same on this yeah. one. It's it's it's, it's Tokyo, Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes. I feel like that's definitely at the top of everybody's list right now. Oh my gosh, with yeah. the new port coming with the whole tangled land, I would die. <laughs> yes. I feel the same way about Peter Pan. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> and I'm excited for Frozen, so Yes. Yes. So we'll just all pack up and we'll go. Yes, you well, got it. We're there. <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. I think our answer is the same on this Again. one, too. 
It's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Ooh. Yeah, it's so cool it's there. It's so cool. Have you ever gotten to stay there or you like us? You just want to stay there someday. We just, we want, just to. Really <laughs> want to be with the animals. We love animals. Yes. We like the whole like atmosphere. It's very mm-hmm. relaxing there. I yeah. Feel like you are very secluded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the poly is my favorite, but the Animal Kingdom Lodge has that same feel, but it's always not as crowded. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. You can always go to Victoria Falls Lounge always find a seat mm-hmm. i love mm-hmm. love it for sure yeah so next one would be some strategy involved if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life which one would it be mine would be space mountain for sure and mine would probably be thunder mountain or tower of terror but probably thunder mountain those are all three good choices mm-hmm. i can get behind mine those. would mine would never be tower of terror <laughs> <Terrified>. <laughs> So do, do you have to ride it by yourself when you guys go together? No, she'll ride it. I you just don't like it. No, I do not like it. I will ride it every time, but I do not like it. <laughs> but can you at least like appreciate the cue and like the story of it, even though it is terrifying? Honestly, like by that point, I am like shaking in the knees a little bit. I can appreciate it after the fact, but but like leading up to it, like watching that lever go on the elevator, I have like heart palpitations. <laughs> I I think I would totally do much better in the Guardians one in Disneyland just because it's Marvel. But I, even then, I think I would kind of panic. I feel like that one is not as scary. Per oh se. well, good. I think it's good. like See? intimidation factor. Yeah, <laughs> it's more. Yeah, it's more like funny, like you're laughing the whole time. And then when the music starts and there's jokes all throughout it, you're you're more laughing instead of terrified. Yeah. Well, that's promising. (laughs) So the next one, sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the park? Astro Orbiter. No hesitation. We hate that ride. ride. I think that's the first time we've heard that. But that is such a good one. Well, Lauren doesn't like heights, and I don't like things that spin, but we rode it. And then we, as soon as we got in it, it was like, we have no business being in here. This <laughs> is was, everything we're afraid of. It was awful. It was the worst. We just wanted to get off, but we, we were like, we had to ride it because we wanted to ride everything. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was the Halloween party, and it was literally like five minutes till midnight. Yeah, it was at the very end. We're like, what are we doing? Well, even like the cars, you know, the little rockets that you have to sit in themselves, they just seemed so sketchy to me. I hated it. Yes, they are. I felt like I was going to like fall out. Like they're leaning a little and I was like, this cannot be sturdy. No, we did not like it. No, never again. No. Yeah, I can agree. And like. But you got to ride by yourself. See, I think it's worse too having to ride with someone else. I rode with my sister. No, riding by yourself, you like fling around more. <laughs> like there's more room. Oh, to my, like, oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. No. <laughs> I, I, I know this makes me sound like. I don't even know what it makes me sound like. But like n- as we go more often, like I'm really being into cues now and like. Getting on that elevator and just going and standing on that platform like does nothing for me. It's super no. lame. And it's kind of claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. With all the people. Agree. There's just nothing good about that ride. No, it needs to go. It needs to go. I mean, it looks cool. It but does look cool from afar, but no. 
Oh yeah, so. it's definitely on my list to take pictures of next time, but not from <laughs> not from the top. No, right? No. Oh. <laughs> so next one, probably our favorite question of the round: your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Oh my god, this is so hard because I literally have so many. But for me, it's a Dole Whip or a cake pop. And that I'm going to just stop it too, but it's hard. It's really, really hard, but I love Dole Whip and I love the cake pops. And for me, it's the, the pretzel with the pepper jack cheese in it. That's my favorite. I'm shocked that we've never had that. I know for as much as we love pretzels and cheese, I mean, put them together. You got to get it. It's need so that. good. It's so good. So I'm not a fan of really cheese at all or pretzels. And I even liked it. So it was, it's really good. That's the only so seal good. of approval I need. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> Where can you get it for people like us who are taking notes? It's, it's by the Pirates Ride. It's, it's at Tortuga Tavern. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. We always skip by that. So that's why we've never yeah. had it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You got it. It's a must. You got to get it. And then tell us what you thought. I, mm-hmm. I think there's somewhere else that you can get it to, but I know for sure you can get it there. Yeah. Gotcha. So sticking with restaurants, what is your favorite table service restaurant and your favorite quick service restaurant? So we are definitely the same on all three, all both of these. So table service, it's Boma, Boma. for breakfast and the Wave for dinner. It's so good. So good. Mm. And then as far as quick service, we love Casey's Corner. And we also love Be Our Guest for breakfast. That's like a must That's every a must. single time. See, our problem, Catherine, is that we're never in the parks for breakfast because we always sleep in. Yeah, we are not morning people. But <laughs> I feel that. You guys are the second people to tell us we love Boma, but we've never been there for breakfast. What do they oh, have there for to. breakfast? Everything. The all <laughs> all you need is the French bread pudding. Yeah. It is Ooh. I cannot, yeah, French toast bread pudding. So good. I, I can't. I, I have no words. I cannot speak for how good it is. <laughs> it is the best thing so that good. I have ever eaten in my entire life, mm-hmm. ever. Ooh, it's the best. I've got to ask: Have you ever been to Olivia's for breakfast? No. no. So that, like, that reminds me. They have a banana bread French toast. Well, and, we're going. <laughs> and when we got it, I figured it would just be like banana flavored, banana flavored or mm-hmm. something. Oh, uh, yeah, no, banana was... flavor is not that good, but legit banana. Yeah, banana bread. It yeah. was legitimately like they mm-hmm. had a loaf of banana bread and fried oh, it up and then poured syrup on it, and it was. Oh my gosh! So well, we're good. going. But <laughs> that's on the list. That's on the that's on the list now. Yes, you will have to follow up with us and let us know how you like that. Deal. We will. That's really the whole point to Detour to Neverland. I don't know if anybody's caught on to that. We're just trying to make a list of all the best snacks, all the snacks and food. Yeah, yeah. That's our no, main I, goal. I'm down hey, with that. That's, yeah, that's good. So I do have to ask because you did mention Casey's Corner, and I am mm-hmm. a Casey's Corner fan. Do yeah. you get the cheese sauce when you go to Casey's Corner, or just like corn dog nuggets? What do you like? We got the corn. Well, I got the corn dog nuggets last time. And they were so good. But I've never gotten the cheese sauce. I would never get the cheese sauce. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's true. You don't I like would. cheese. But it is it is good. I, Isn't I it approve. Like plastic? No. Don't they call it the plastic cheese? 
I don't know. I I know what you're talking about because I don't like what's like craft like singles. Yeah. I hate that. So it's Me not too. like that kind of cheese. Okay. But it's like nacho cheese out of a machine. <laughs> but so it's don't good. like don't soup it up for more than it's made. I'm not like hyping it up. It's just not the craft singles cheese. Yeah. Yes. No, I know what you're saying. No, I would I would totally get that. Maybe I will next time. Mm. Yeah. So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Oh man. Um, Rapunzel is definitely my favorite. Uh, Rapunzel and Eugene. We always go to Trattoria Al Forno because she is my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, And I don't think we've ever had a bad experience with either one of them for me. Um, And Gaston is always Gaston is always interesting, um, but he's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. And then for me, it was, I was wearing our Peter Pan ears on the carousel and the Peter was actually walking around and he saw me. And when we got off the ride, um, we walked together down to where his ride is. And that was just awesome. Like we talked, it was so cool. And then I also really love to meet Baymax every single time. (laughs) Oh, yes. The best hugs. Yeah, we're yes. big Baymax fans. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie has like a mini heart attack of joy every single time. Like she just starts flailing. I love Baymax so much. <laughs> um, so the next one is your favorite Disney movie. Okay. Again, this one has levels, so I'll be quick. Mm. But if we're talking classics, it's definitely a tie between Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King for me. If we're talking modern, it's tangled hands down. But since it's Disney and Disney includes Marvel now, it also has to be Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Because I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. And then for me, for classics, it's it's Aladdin or The Lion King. And then more modern would be Brave. And then with Marvel, it's got to be Captain America, The Winter Soldier. That is the one Captain America movie that we haven't seen. Oh, oh, you no. have to. <laughs> so good. Oh, those gasps tell us all. That's all we need to know. We have to go watch it. We were yes. led astray. Yeah, I will say it was Brendan's brother because I had never watched any of like the Marvel movies, but we were getting ready to watch, um, what's it called? Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> Still working on it. Um, yeah. So he gave us like a list of movies that, you know, you had to watch to understand Infinity War. And that wasn't on the list. Oh, it should have been. That's I think critical. it should have been, too, critical. because then we got to the next one and Bucky was there and like, who is Bucky? Yeah, we didn't know who it was. Exactly. <laughs> who yeah, is this guy? Bucky is, is Lizzie's like all time favorite would die for him. It's true. So she she takes personal offense to that, but <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. You can watch it. That's how I feel about Loki. Like, don't I will not oh, tolerate yeah. any Loki one. slander on this podcast. <laughs> I love Loki. That's how I feel about Thor. I'm I'm very protective. Very protective. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite Disney song. Uh, go ahead, Lizzie. Um, I would say the one that makes me have the most feels is Circle of Life. There's just something about that song that just like, I almost cry like every time I hear it. 
But I also really love What's This from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's At Last I, I See the Light. They're all good. Yeah, I like all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one, what is your favorite Disney quote? My live or die is have courage and be kind. It's my favorite quote pretty much ever of all time. I love that. And then I also love uh, to live would be an awfully big adventure. Those are both good. Yeah. So our last question of actually our second to last question of the fast pass round is your favorite Disney parks memory. Man, that's so hard because I feel like every time that we've gone, it's just been so much fun. Um, I think the whole trip that uh, we both went on when my mom went a couple years ago was just really special to me. I'm extremely close to my mom. And so it was so much fun to kind of experience Disney with her. Um, So to kind of do a vague answer that would be mine mm-hmm. um for me most recent would just be just walking in the when we went on that same trip with her mom it was the first time I'd been since high school and I just remembered like that magical feeling you get when you walk up to the entrance for Magic Kingdom specifically and just like feeling that like the same feeling I got when I was a kid like it just made me so happy but I will say I'm really excited because we are going to go with my mom at the end of this year. And it'll have been the first time for her in a very long time. And I'm really excited to experience that um, this year. That is so fun. And I love that you guys get to go with your moms. That is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fun. So this last question might be like picking a favorite child, but um, out of all of the ears that you have made and designed – what is your favorite pair or just a pair um, that makes you smile when you think about it? If you follow our Instagram, I every Tuesday I post a Tangled Tuesday and probably at least 50% of those have my favorite pair of ears, which is um, our flower gleam and glow ears from Rapunzel. And mine are... Um, the Peter Pan ears, the never grow up ears. I, I love them so much. Yeah. Awesome. That's solid choices. Yeah. But that is hard. That, that is, is like very a child. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. It's like when someone asks us, like, who's your favorite guest you've ever had on? Like, you know we can't answer that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have an answer. Well, clearly it's clearly us. us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So our very last question is what we ask all of our guests. If you have a piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to become either a Disney content creator or create their own Disney inspired products, what would be your advice to that person? Do it. Yeah, that's quite simply the answer is just do it, do it, Mm -hmm. do it for yourselves. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about everything else. Do it because it makes you happy and because you want to feel that connection to Disney or whatever, you know, you want to create after just do it. Yeah. Just do it because you love it. Yeah. I think that's so important when you do decide to open an Etsy shop or just, 
you know, create your own business of whatever kind, you know, if you personally aren't super passionate about it, then I definitely think it, you know, shows through in your work and it becomes more like a, you know, a job than like a fun, you know, I guess fun job. <laughs> but I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's not a sustainable model at all if mm -hmm. you're not into it. So I love that. And I think, you know, that that is something that's simple to think about. Just do it. But I think there is a, a deeper kind of passion that you have to, to get into to make sure that you get a, a, that sustainable model and um, make sure that you're putting your passion and channeling that into products that you can really stand behind. So I, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, perfect. So to our listeners, make sure we highly suggest go connect with Lauren and Lizzie. You can find them on Instagram at eerie and enchanting design. You can also find them on Etsy by the same name. So Lauren and Lizzie, is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners before we head off? Uh, not really. Just thank you guys so much. It, it actually was on our Disney bucket list to be on a podcast because it's so much fun to talk about Disney. We could do it all day. We love talking about um, Disney. So really thank you guys for the opportunity. It's it's been really fun. Yeah. Well yay, that's I'm excited to hear that. Check off the bucket list. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well awesome. Well thank you guys so much for joining us. Really had a blast learning more about the business and learning about you guys as well. So thanks again. Thank, thank you guys. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.